we're high crime. <laughs> well, I guess we oh, can start. Sure. So yeah. I'm I'm Kayla. I'm Jamie. I'm Helene. Woo! And this is high crime, and we are all here. We are yeah. all here. So we haven't talked about what we're like smoking or drinking in a while, mm-hmm. but I got. Uh, I went to LOL Cafe, which is not like LOL. It's like L-O-W-E-L-L. Like LOL. So extra. LOL. Instead of like Like LOL. LOL, Massachusetts. I went to uh, LOL Cafe, and I didn't get their brand because it was more expensive. I will next time. But I got Lola Lola, which is supposed to be really good, and it's featuring Nasha extracts, which obviously I don't know what that means. But it says three incredibly infused pre-rolls. And on the back, it says surrender to Nirvana. So, I mean, <laughs> and it's a pretty, like, packaging. So that's what we're smoking. And I think Lowell Cafe is the first of its kind in the U.S. Like, obviously, places like Amsterdam have them. But it's really cool because it's just, like, it's, you know, a restaurant. It's very cool vibe. There's lots of plants inside. So it's, like, really pretty and it just feels, like, comfortable and then um they have you know that you have you have a waiter and then you have a was it like flower I don't know it was some like cute way to say like flower hostess or something like that (laughs) I don't know and so like the you know so obviously you can get like what and you don't have to buy any weed but you can just go and like eat or whatever and I got grilled cheese and french fries and they were like such good fries and then you can buy you know, obviously you can rent like a, like I saw some girl with like a giant glass bong. Like you can rent different. If you want to get flour, you can like rent a grinder and you can rent yeah. all this other shit. So, which is really cool. I don't really know how to do a lot of stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to go with a pre-roll and a honey stick. But yeah, I think we should do like an episode from there or something. I yeah. think it would be pretty cool. They're still kind of like getting their bearings, but right. it's, it's a very cool vibe. Um, and it was just interesting to just like sit in a restaurant and like smoke a joint and no one is like giving you the stink eye. Like everyone you look at just kind of like, especially if it's when you're like blowing a bunch of smoke, they all just kind of like knowingly look at you. <laughs> it's like very, very chill. It's like a secret club, except for it's super easy. Well, it's not super easy to get in. You have to like make a reservation. They take walk-ins, but I don't know what the wait's like, but it's not like you don't need a membership or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. and. I'm going to smoke more of it. Great. That's awesome. Also, who knew that Nirvana was so easy to reach? Right? Sign me up. So I don't have like a full story. So basically this episode is like our third mulligan. Like Jamie is going to tell a story that she already told me. And then I was supposed to tell a story that I told you and Jamie both. (laughs) So I'm going to keep that one on the back burner because I'm just sick of telling it. Yeah. But, and also I like Jamie's story and it's like kind of long yeah so I'm like I'm not gonna do anything big but I did see something in the news that is just so weird and insane that I was like yeah I'm gonna talk about that so I do have that but how's everybody else how's your week week's good Helene tell us about your life oh well my week's okay I feel like I'm trying to figure out my entire life And it's difficult, and I'm having some existential crises. I'm updating my personal website, which also causes existential crises. I'm um, trying to navigate having 
human relationships, that's also causing an existential crisis because I don't understand humans and I was put on this planet to... I don't know. Going on, it's not working. So it's a dark day for Helene. Dark day. Oh, Mercury is in retrograde still, right? It is wreaking havoc and I cannot control it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, And it's a new beaver moon. Oh, it's a what? Full full beaver moon tonight. Full beaver moon? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Beaver moon. Beaver moon. You could look it up. It's like it has like a glowing aura around it. Oh. The full yeah. moon stuff always happens in the full moon. Like other than like werewolves. Things are just like shifting and mm. you know. You just have to like I'm, write down all your write down all your goals and what you want and manifest it because I don't know, put your crystals in a windowsill and let them charge in the moon, something like that. <laughs> New moons are powerful. I tried to do a ritual. A what? And I couldn't light. Oh. I couldn't light my, because I don't have my little like handy lighter. So I have matches. And I don't have a lighter either. So I just have matches. I went through 12 matches and the candles wouldn't like stay lit. (laughs) And then I burnt my hand. And I was like, you know what? Fine. No ritual. (laughs) You know what? So Kayla told me about Mercury in retrograde a couple weeks ago and was like, and I joked like, oh, so I shouldn't get bangs. And she said, no. And I took myself exactly what I did. As I took myself to the hairdresser and I was like, fuck you, Mercury in retrograde. And I have like really long, very, very long bangs now. But I also dyed my hair and I tried to dye it red and it mm-hmm. wouldn't take. Like, we sat there, and we washed it, and, we, like, we sat there for 40 minutes, and then we washed it out, and we blow dry my hair. Like, the red just didn't absorb, and I was like, that's the universe being, like, stop fucking with us. It is. You're not – I mean, I think it's okay if you go to get a haircut, and it's, like, the same place you usually go. You're not doing it. Like, I'm going to – I think after this, depending on how high I am, I want to just touch up my – you know, mm. fading color, but it's the same I've been using. So it's not like anything new and crazy, but any, like she, the astrologer I went to, who was like my old boss's friend, she, and she even said like, don't get any like plastic surgery. Don't get fillers, like nothing during Mercury and retrograde. I'm like, you're okay. I'm too broke for that. But <laughs> plastic surgery during that's such an LA thing. To I hear. Don't well, get your plastic surgery during Mercury and retrograde. retrograde. Also, you got a raise. Yeah. What? You got a raise. Oh, I did get a raise. Woo! I got a raise. Um, I got a raise because I kept I show up to work like three hours late every single day. And then they finally sat me down and they were like, Why are you showing up late to work? And I was like, honestly, because I don't really care about this place and I want a raise. <laughs> I said it like a little more politely, but um, it was basically like, I don't like coming to work and I want more money. And I thought it was going to be like, they were going to be like, okay, well then maybe you shouldn't be working here. And then I'd have to find a new job. But instead they gave me a $2 raise. (laughs) There you go. Interesting. And now I have to actually work hard because I feel like an asshole. It's like, oh my God, you are George. Yeah. Because I was going to say, it's like when George is like, I'm going to do the opposite of what I should do. And he just yeah. is very blunt with the boss and he gets hired at the, the Yankees. Yankees. Okay. I wanted to say Yankees, but I'm uh, not. 
it with sports. But yeah, so we have solidified the fact that Jamie is George Costanza. <laughs> I would like between George and Elaine. Who do you want to be? I I mean, I would think I would rather be Elaine just because I don't think I could handle being bald and short. <laughs> um, but I, I fully accept that I am George. Yeah, I would like to state for the record that I'm not throwing this on her. Jamie has said this before when Seinfeld has been yeah. on. I am oh Helene. I am Helene and George. <laughs> you are Helene. Who am I? I've got to be Jerry. Yeah, I think right? you'd be Jerry. Because yeah. I'm not like I'm Kramer's too spontaneous. All of them, like there's like definitely not Elaine. I like I would like to be Elaine. I think she's dope, but I just don't think I am. No, there's not like a shyer character on there. Yeah. Well, I guess Jerry, because comedians not all the time, but a lot of time they're like good performers, but then they're like very kind of like writers. They're like more withdrawn in person yeah. or like I can't think handle as much crowd. I don't know. You would be Jerry because I feel like you have the like witchy millennial version of like, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> also, I hold this group together. That's yes. True. At least yeah. as it relates to the podcast. There you go. Yes. Without you, we we would be doing nothing. <laughs> I feel like I would be Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I could see that. Like so a mix we, of Kramer and Elaine. Yeah. We need an Elaine. No, it's Elaine and I combined together. Oh, okay. Yeah. We each happen. have a half of Elaine. Yeah. It yeah. makes yeah. sense. You're half George, half Elaine, and I'm half Kramer, half Elaine. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I don't we need like another Kramer. Kramer. I don't yeah. think I'm... I don't know if we can handle a full Kramer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think I'm just zany enough, but then you guys actually are my friends and, like, you don't want me to go away, at least, like, until... Well, I mean, they kind of joke with him, but, like, they don't really want him to go away because he leaves the door open. Yeah. You know? That's true. No, they love Kramer. Remember when they all go to uh, California? Oh, yeah. For being yeah. A or being convicted as a serial <laughs> Okay. I will now tell you this weird story. Okay. That was in the news. So. Oh, right. Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying it takes place in Russia. And I did not have time to research the actual pronunciation. So I'm going to butcher it. Oh. It's not a sign of disrespect. Yeah. Sorry. It's not intent. Well, it's, it's not intentional. It's just like laziness and lack of time. Our Russian spies are like, yes, just like Americans, lazy <laughs> and have lack of time. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, Kayla. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So this is about Oleg Sokolov, like kind of like Molotov, but like Sokolov. I don't know. Okay. So he's Russia's most prominent scholarly reenactor or one of the most prominent scholarly reenactors of the Napoleonic Wars. Of course. Yeah. So he's a big Napoleon guy. Why do they have, like, he's a popular one of those? Like, I, I don't like know, there's but only should is. be a couple of those in the entire Russian they, I kept seeing, like, preeminent, like, it's going to say scholar, but, like, it's a Napoleon reenactor. <laughs> so is he short? Yeah. I mean, if he's good at what he does, he should be. <laughs> Yeah, although and he like wears. Yeah, I think he was average height. No, so okay. Oh, he also is an assistant professor of history. He's written a bunch of scholarly articles. Like he's a big Napoleonic history is his thing. Okay, um, but he's like a mess. Like just last year, 
he was in a bitter plagiarism controversy with a professor from Moscow. Uh-oh. And that's, like, only one of the many issues he's involved in, you I will tell you. want to be involved in stuff like that in Moscow. I don't this think you do. Excuse me. All of my, all of my Napoleonic reenactments are original. <laughs> no stolen material. <laughs> I am the number one. You check my... How would you be copywriting a reenactment like a reenactment in itself is a copyright well maybe it was maybe it was like one of his scholarly papers about napoleon that honestly look that is the (laughs) least important part of this story just wait okay so on november 10th 2019 aka sunday oh very recent um so sunday he was going to go to Peter and Paul Fortress dressed as Napoleon Bonaparte to dramatically take his life in front of a shocked crowd. What? What? Not like, like not a crowd waiting for him to take his life, but like he would go to this tourist attraction and take his life dramatically. Like he's in a fucking play. Oh my goodness. Um, But that's not what happened. In actuality, the day before, he was fished out of the Moika River, <gasps> drunk and suffering from hypothermia. Oh. Yeah, not even the worst part. So the worst part is that when they pulled him out, they found a backpack containing a woman's severed arms. No. Ooh, ooh what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the arms are said to have belonged to one of his students, a oh, 24-year-old good, good. named Anastasia Yashchenko. I don't know why I said it that way, because I was going to either go, like, like really drag it out, like Anastasia, uh-huh. or I was going to say Anastasia, like the movie, yeah. and I didn't go either of those no, rounds. No, that sounds kind of fake to me, but it's fine. I felt scared as I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Her arms. And the reason they thought it was her is because they found her dismembered and decapitated body at his apartment. Oh, my Lord. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. students said that this young woman had been living with their professor for some time, but Bizarre. recently she had moved out. Okay. Um, he So reportedly he called her Isabel after a member of the Bonaparte family, and he insisted oh that Lord. she call him Sire. Oh yeah, that face is exactly right. That's why you don't live with your older history teacher, yeah. history professor. Yeah, no, don't yeah. date your professors in general. Yeah, no. it's not cute. Yeah, it's not. Good. It's the same logic as when high school girls date college guys, yeah. and then when you're in college, the guys dating high school girls, you're like, you're such a loser, and you're so disgusting. Yep. No, because it's already a pre-set up. Po- like power dynamic going into yep. it before you even start dating. It's yep. already like I'm your professor and you're my student. Yep. Just doesn't breed terribleness. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. But no, no, that was good. Um they wrote some they wrote two scholarly articles together. You know. Um but <laughs> this is so dumb. So, so I my in my notes it says the sanctity of the written word is apparently not enough for Sokolov. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> because in court on November 11th, he admitted or he he said alleged that Yashchenko had attacked him with a knife after the pair had been arguing about his kids. So he's 
two grown daughters because he they're probably he, the same age as her probably and he, he was a widower perhaps he killed the other wife oh we don't know i was feeling really bad for him but that makes yeah um rough, anything can happen yeah yeah and so he claimed that uh, they were arguing about his daughters and the criticism of his two grown daughters mm-hmm. um, made him so angry that it drove him to kill her with a sawed off shotgun. No. And he shot her four times. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So this happened this past Thursday. The following day with his girlfriend's dead body laying in a room, just a door separating them. He had friends over at his apartment. What? What? Yep. And after they left, I guess that's when he was like, oh, maybe I should fucking deal with a dead body in my oh apartment. My and no one smelled that, right? Uh, maybe like we had a long conversation about how long it will take to smell that's the body. That's true. We did. Mm. Oh, yeah. So then I guess he was like, I guess I should deal with this. So he goes back to dismember her pretty sure with a fucking axe and he was like it made me physically ill yeah because you're dismembering a body but because he was so ill he got wasted to get through it and it was all her he's innocent in his mind yeah and oh okay so because he was so drunk it's not known if he jumped into the river Cause he like tossed the backpack in and uh-huh. it didn't sink. And he was like trying to push it down. Okay. Um, it's also very shallow. They said shallow enough to stand in. So that was just a bad idea to begin with. And it's like three houses down from where he lives. Like it's just all a bad idea, but they're, they're not sure if he purposely jumped in or if he fell in mm. because he was so drunk. Wow. Yeah. The, the word they used in one of the articles was toppled into. And I was <laughs> like, that is such a, I know this takes place in Russia, but for some reason, I no, just have this, like, British, hilarious British. Yeah. That's because a British I, person translated whatever this yes, was in yes. Russian. Because they're like, oh, he toppled into the river. Yeah. Toppled <laughs> into the river. <laughs> um, either way, what happened, he fell in. He was not subtle, even though, remember, he was starting to dispose of a body. Mm-hmm. But he falls into the water, and he just, like, starts screaming for help. <laughs> And so a taxi driver who was going by hears him and calls the police. But then they're like fishing him out. And it's like, oh, you have a fucking body of arms. I mean, a bag of arms. (laughs) You have a body of arms in your bag. I know. Oh, I hate it. I don't like that at all. But yeah, so then. One curled. No. (laughs) (laughs) Helene, draw that. (laughs) Yes, please. A face of what? A face that's just like a, a circle of yeah. a curled hand or arm, oh. rather. Like a cinnamon roll arm. Don't draw it now. Oh. As a face. Oh. I mean, you can if you want, but it's it wasn't yeah. like an immediate thing. No. Oh, okay. like we wanted. I thought we were doing some kind of Pictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Impromptu middle of the episode oh Pictionary. Oh my God. Yeah. We should play Pictionary High sometime now. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Sounds we like should. a lot of fun. It does sound fun. I'm almost done. So remember, this was supposed to be the short one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah he was arrested charged with murder so they talk to you know they do that thing where they like go interview everyone and ask questions you know i'm not like for the case but they'll like oh he was such a nice guy blah blah blah. Oh. but so the student his students described him as passionate and knowledgeable but then also unstable and temperamental <laughs> that's like the worst combination <laughs> 
Yes, Professor Napoleon. Very informative and smart. Also unstable, throw thing against wall. Not very nice. But yeah, he's intelligent. <laughs> professor. He teaches stuff. Okay? Why is this so funny? It is the right best. Now. Oh, this is good. In 2008, he was accused of tying one of his students to a chair and threatening to disfigure her with a hot iron. Jesus. Wait, why did he have a hot iron in the classroom? It, might, it didn't say where it was, oh. but it just was one of his. He might have been having another. Like, oh, fair. Yeah. But uh, police didn't give a shit about the complaint because they don't care about violence against women in Russia. Literally in 2017, they passed a law softening penalties for first time offenders. Like that's the the direction you need to be going in in 2017 is making it harder to punish people who are abusive. Yeah. That's terrible. The only thing I can think of is being like, when you're a student in that class and you're Russian and you're like, yes, when I get bad grade in Russia, I get tied to chair and hot iron on my skin. Oh, my God. You, you Americans, you have it so easy. We do bad. We get hot iron and tied to wall. I, I guess so. That's just college. Am I right, my friends? <laughs> Oh my god. He was also accused this was in this one was in class. He was accused of assaulting a student which like I don't know why he's just accused. Like there was a whole class of people to see if he did it, but he allegedly assaulted a student who challenged him during one of his lectures. And the best part of that is the university stood by him. They were like, No, 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 you're lying. Maybe the kid was just like sitting there listening and then jumped up and was like i challenge you to a fight <laughs> and that's what it actually was it wasn't like challenging oh, his idea like, oh okay. he had to fight yeah okay. in russia when we challenge professor we get thrown against wall and brick to our head Iron sounds blue. really hard in russia <laughs> it's it's good better than old school <laughs> Well, um, that was my little news oh, update. Well, there's not much else because it like literally just happened. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, he, you know, he is in custody. There was a note at the bottom of the article that was like, Yashenko, the girl. Yeah. Um, her mom was coming into town to pick up her uh, remains. And I was like, that's so fucking sad. Why would you put that? I don't know. Bottom? It was so weird. That was very bizarre. I would write. I should make a living will that says that if I am like dismembered in like in a gross way that mm-hmm. my family doesn't have to pick me up. Yes. Like just I'm gone. That's just Or or like or like immediately cremate me and give my remains yeah, to yeah, my yeah. family. Yeah. If that like don't happen. give them the option of seeing how fucked up. Yeah. That's like sometimes I think about that like when I'm listening to an episode of, you know, some one of many true crime shows and they're talking about like the actually it's i feel like it's most recently been dateline because they go into like the you know court and everything and uh it's just like fuck how like not only did your like teenage daughter die but you're sitting in court and you have to listen to this asshole who's completely cold and monotone tell you all the horrible things he did like i i don't know how they do it like Props to them for like having the 
like strength to stay there so that he has to face them. But like, fuck. No. You you have to get my body, but you I gotta know, burn yeah. me first. Yeah. And if I get dismembered, I expect I'll let you not have to pick up my remains. I'll let you say I'm not coming to the village or the city or whatever she is going to and tell her. She's cremated and in ash, but you're definitely picking me up. Like, what if I die in, like, a car accident in Texas? Then you could become mummified in the desert. Yeah, but I'm in the desert of Texas. Like, that's the least place I want to be. Yeah, I don't want to die in Texas. (laughs) I want to be a tree. Sounds Like, where they put you in the sack after you're dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like a Then I can die all over again. Yeah. (laughs) That's a tree. And then they'd be like, oh, that's Helene. She's a tree now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then you have to keep as soon as the tree dies, and then they, that's in your world too, but they have to take the tree that died and burn it and make it ashes and keep doing <laughs> it until the end of time. <laughs> that's how you live. Sure. Okay. <laughs> we, we just cracked it. You don't have to be in a movie. You don't have to do some kind of big discovery. Just leave a really thorough will. All right. Okay. Take it away, Jamie. Okay. Also, I I feel bad because we are doing a lot of laughing right now, and this is like not a laughing story. Well, I mean, well, that's what that's what this is. Like, I mean, we're talking about true crime, so we try to. Well, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But oh yeah, but that's in general what we're trying to. Yeah, and how we process it. All right. Okay. Let's just. All right, Helene. Guess where we are. Where are we? It's. It's where you are, kind of. New York? We're in New York. We're in oh, my Staten. God. We're in Staten Island. Ooh, right across right across the bridge. I'm, yeah, on, I'm in South say. Brooklyn, so it's a, a stone's throw away. There is a bridge. It was built in the 60s, and part of the story. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, we're in Greenbelt Forest in Staten Island. We're sitting around a campfire with a group of boys. Uh-oh. <laughs> but they're they're campers they're young boys they're like 12 12 this, okay that's 12. like a stressful a group of 12 year old boys if they were like six i'd be like oh that's cute 12 i'm like i'm fucking diving behind a bush a group of 12 year old boys in a campfire in staten island is not good news after you turn three on staten island you're already like doing tough things yeah Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So earlier in this group of boys, these campers, I'm going to call them campers now so we don't. Okay. They'd been hiking with their counselors through the forest, and they'd come across this old abandoned building, and it was really, really, like, big and massive. And so they asked their counselor, and they were like, what's that? And he shudders and says, you're too young to know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> But after much pleading, they are finally getting the story tonight. So, can I tell you that I am also too young to know? (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. That's probably true. Okay. So the old the building old building is an abandoned hospital, and one of its patients used to work at this very camp as a groundskeeper. Okay, and some asshole twelve year old camper boys decided that they wanted to pull a prank on him. And then, oh, sorry. Yeah, I wanted to pull a prank on him. I had a side note about how 12-year-olds are assholes. We already <laughs> covered that, or we, how boys are assholes. Uh, anyways, so earlier they had found, they'd come across the skull of a deer, 
And so they're like, oh, let's put this by his nightstand and fill it with earthworms because they're horrible. Jesus. And yeah. Is it bad though that I'm like thinking of all these like skulls on Etsy that make like really cool wall hangs, you know? Like you said skull and that was the first thing I pictured like, oh, I could hang that on my wall. But like not in a weird hunter way. It'd be I was like, gonna say like a hunter. No, no, no. It'd be like complete, like just a skull. Yeah, that's but, very New Mexico of you. Yeah, we have a ton of. Yes, I like it in the right, like in the right combination. Yeah, you know, like if I have that and then a bun, uh, like a bearskin rug, like no, run outside. <laughs> but I want it in like a very, like it more like witchy. Yeah. Than Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. No, anyway, you and Georgia O'Keefe, man, and then all of New Mexico, <laughs> or maybe. All of New Mexico probably came before Georgia O'Keeffe. <laughs> okay. Probably. So, <laughs> so they're going to put the skull with those worms on it on the nightstand of this groundskeeper. Um, but they know the groundskeeper wakes up before dawn to, like, start working. So to make sure that he rolls over and sees it, they light a candle and stick it in the center. It's really fucking dangerous. Yeah. And that's what happens. At <laughs> At 3.30 in the morning, the groundskeeper gets up, starts his work, and he rolls over. He's startled by the skull with the worms, and he just, like, slaps it out of the way. And it falls on his curtains in his cabin, and then the whole cabin lights on fire. All because of these asshole boys. They're prank. And they're prank. So he is able to make it out of the cabin alive, but he's severely burned, and he's taken to the hospital, the old abandoned building, down the way. So while he's in the hospital, he begins planning his revenge on the boys that did this to him. And one night, he sneaks out of his room and goes to the OR and fills a scalpel. And as he's trying to walk out of the hospital, the late-night nurse and security guards stop him. So he slits both of their throats with the scalpel and keeps running towards the camp. Jeez. Casual. (laughs) He enters the cabin where eight boys are sleeping, and he murders them all in their beds. And when (laughs) the counselors wake up, the man has escaped. Nightmare. So, yeah, and the counselor that's telling the story finishes it by warning the campers that the groundskeeper, after living in the woods for years, has come back to haunt the hospital. (gasps) Okay. So the campers go to bed, and they can't sleep because they just heard this horrible story. (laughs) (laughs) And they asked for it. (laughs) They're all boys, and they're all scared, but no one's talking about it. Because they're stereotypical. Um, and so they keep being like, yeah, we're not scared. We're not scared. Whatever. So one of them's like, I'm so not scared. I'll go to the hospital and just, like, stand there right now. And you'll see. I'll, like, this doesn't creep me out. And so then all the other boys are like, yeah, me too. Like, I'm going to be so brave and boyish. I have no problem being like, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go. I'm scared of the entire world. It's called anxiety. <laughs> constantly in fear and stress of all things at all at all times (laughs) oh my god okay so they go they stand there they hear nothing they see nothing everything's fine and they're heading back to their bed and suddenly a man jumps out the shadows and he grabs the And he slits all of their kneecaps. Oh! And then, so they can't walk, and then he drags them away. And they scream, but no one hears them. And the next morning, the counselors find the boys missing, and no one ever hears from them again. That (laughs) was not even the story. (laughs) 
This is one of the many versions of the urban legend of, did you guess it, Helene? Of the Staten Island groundskeeper. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Of <laughs> uh, Cropsy. Did you oh, have Cropsy. That? Okay. I've heard of Cropsy. Okay. I never yeah. heard of Cropsy. I've I've only heard of Cropsy in passing, I but I could see funny. how he could exist on Staten Island. Yeah, <laughs> it is a New York classic campfire story in Staten Island. So that's an urban legend, but I'm going to tell you the story of the real life Cropsy. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is real. This is our new real story. <laughs> If you were high and if you were really high and wondering if the last 30 minutes were real and you just checked in. No, time is an illusion. (laughs) Time is an illusion because daylight savings time happened and we could just change time. Yeah. I hate it. I hate how dark it gets so early. We can't change time. Time can't be changed. It only moves forward. What are we, quantum physicists? That's why I hate time because I will never be able to control it. I have a really big anxiety with time because I can never control it. And the steps I take to control it are like constantly having a watch on. So I know what time it is. Mm. But you're always late. Yeah, I am. Like, why? (laughs) I can't control it. And I hate it. Um, Isn't that what the whole movie Arrival is about? It's like time is like not linear. Is that with the aliens? Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly Time is not linear. We're all in the same shared delusion. Where are we? Who are we? Why are we here? Matrix. Yeah. The darkest timeline. Here we are (laughs) at the Willowbrook State School in Staten Island. Okay. This school was designed for children with intellectual and mental disabilities. Okay. School construction of the school was completed in 1942, but then the war happened or two. 1942. When did the war happen? Wasn't World War II in the 40s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just wondering if it was by... I don't know if we entered until 1945. Oh. Yeah, we entered way later. I have issues about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's a whole thing. Um, Well, anyways, at some point we were in the war and (laughs) World War II. um, So it was converted to an army hospital for five years. And then it opened in 1947 as a school. Which I'm like already bad vibes. You just had a bunch of soldiers die in here. Okay. So after the school opens, um, the next two decades are spent with the school seeing outbreaks of hepatitis, especially hepatitis A. Damn. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a fun, fun school year. Great place to be. Um, Okay. So this is back when they didn't know a lot about hepatitis, which also Kayla and I found this out last episode. Did you know hepatitis goes all the way up to E? No, I didn't know it went all the way to E. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know I what thought- D and E are. I thought it stopped at C. Wow, you could have a hep D and hep E. Hep E, man. Hep cat. Well, we didn't know any of that. So <laughs> we now know um, that hepatitis A is caused by eating food or drinking water with contaminated feces, <laughs> infected with contaminated mm-hmm. Or contaminated with infected feces. Eating undercooked shellfish. Which is a very different vibe. <laughs> or close contact with an infected person. So this school that was designed for 4,000 students currently has 6,200. So obviously... Often this, the case. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like breeding grounds for Hep A. Like perfect place to be for a horrible disease. So during these two decades, 
there was a 90% chance of developing it within a couple of months of entering the school. That's really high. Wow. Which is Almost really the highest it can be. Literally <laughs> very, way too high. So and you had to go to the school? No, it was just the only place you could go if you had intellectual or mental disabilities. Oh, that's so sad. They're it's like, more, oh, it's, I feel like it's more like a, like psych hospital. Yeah. It's like a psych yeah. hospital for children. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Calling it a school is being generous. Yeah. Like I know that's what it's called, yeah. but like. No, that's very, <laughs> it's very true. And it was like all, it wasn't just Staten Island. It was like basically, and this, I kind of talk about this later, but Staten Island's just like basically a dumping ground. So like in way back in the early 1900s, like there was a like giant hospital for tuberculosis out there. And they just threw anyone that had tuberculosis on the island. And then there's like the mob, like buries people out there a lot or used to because it's just like all forest. And then up until like 10 years ago, it was where all of Manhattan's trash was dumped. So like, it's literally just a jumping ground. And so like, that's like, school is in quotes and it's all Manhattan. It's just like people dropping their kids in Staten Island. Wow. Suffer and have a 90% chance of getting cafe. So whereas we think this is horrible, there are two researchers, researchers, Jesus, named Saul Krugman and Robert McCollum. Mm -hmm. And they saw this as an excellent opportunity, like a laboratory. They were like, oh, this is a perfectly set up environment to conduct an experiment. On kids. On children. So beginning in the 1950s and continuing into the 70s, the doctor would intentionally inject students with Hep A and see their effects of gamma globulins. I think is how we're going to say it. Gamma goblins. <laughs> Globulins. Globulins. I don't know. It looks like a made up word. This is I think where glob- I, it's goblins. like goblins, but with an extra L. No. Globulins. That's not how you spell goblins. <laughs> Glo- it's, like, it's like goblins and ghouls yeah. are together. Oh, it's like a Halloween themed word. That's cute. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. I also have a side note here, which is when I say, um, which I understand to be immune immune boosters, question mark. And then I apologize to Susan, Evan, Maggie, and my mom, who are all in the science field. (laughs) (laughs) And Krista. Oh, and Krista. Mm -hmm. Wow. So many scientists. Yeah. I know. What happened to us? (laughs) That's for another podcast. (laughs) Um, and this is a quote about the studies from some doctor. So <laughs> it probably more succinctly sums up what I've been trying to say for the last 10 minutes. Um, so of the doctor's studies, uh, one of them involved feeding live hepatitis virus to 60 healthy children. Uh, doc- the Krugman watched as their skin and eyes turned yellow mm-hmm. and their livers got bigger. He watched them vomit and refused to eat. All the children fed a hepatitis virus became ill, some severely. He responded, it was just, he reasoned it was justifiable because most of the children at the Willowbrook school would get hepatitis anyway. But by purposely giving the children hepatitis, he increased that chance to 100%, which is just like fucked up. No, but we so fucked up, but we learned a lot about hepatitis from his studies. And so he received the Mary Woodward Lasker, 
I don't know. This blows my fucking mind. He intentionally infected disabled children. And he receives a public service award. God. And then. And this is in the 40s? Yeah. Uh, well, this ends in oh, the 70s. Fuck. Yeah, 50s to 70s. In the 70s? Yeah. And in 1972, he became, is it then? Yeah, he became the president of the American Pediatric Society. Motherfucker. Ah! Okay, they say this on My Favorite Murder. At least Georgia always says that the 70s need to go to, need to, go to jail. And they do. This is awful. Gosh. This However, is the, the human, humanity needs like a fucking reboot. Absolutely. Oh no, I have it here as like, I say, during a time when civil rights was even, or valued even less than it currently is. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. To think that the 70s, like. It's, I can't even imagine. It's just like, oh, man. And it's also like, you can't even give consent, like, with children and with mentally, like, even if he asked, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they wouldn't know what they're, they're agreeing to. Too, so and like, some of them, depending on what their issues are, might not be able to answer. Yeah, exactly. So, like. I, I mean, I highly doubt he asked consent. But yeah, like, he definitely didn't. Giving him the benefit of the doubt. Also, okay. that's what MK Ultra did too. They went yeah. into actual documents, not like like MK Ultra is controlling. Yeah, yeah, your no, 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 no. Yeah, they yeah. did the same thing. Yeah, fucked up, fucked up. There's one guy, Maurice Heilman, who I guess there are 14 recommended vaccine schedules you get as a child. He invented eight of them, Fuck. so he's really smart. And he said that the Willowbrook State School studies were the most unethical medical experiments ever performed on children in the United States. I mean, yeah. 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 So this horrible school has um, science experiments on kids and hep A, and it's overcrowded. And it's also disgusting and unsanitary. And patients have reported physical, mental, and sexual abuse. Damn. Um, so it's like it's hell. Yeah, Earth. just really. And that's the thing that sucks is that like these places, like we don't have anywhere for people with like mental, like dis, you know, disabilities or mental health issues or like even like, you know, autistic kids, you know, people on the spectrum. We don't have a place for people to go because so many yeah. of them were shut down. But it's like when they were open, they were like this and they were like, oh, you're less than. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand you. So I'm going to just throw you in here and just not give a shit what happens. Exactly. And even when it's brought to light. So Bobby Kennedy, who's my favorite politician, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't die, if he wasn't murdered, we'd be in a much better place in America. We'd be in I agree. such a great place right now. Um, so he shows up unannounced in 1965, right, to the school and finds it disgusting. He says that it was less comfortable and cheerful than the cages in which we put animals in a zoo. He shows up, makes a big think about it as he should. Mm-hmm. New York responds and they're like, Oh, we'll come up with a five-year plan to stop like sexually abusing the patients. Like it will take five years. What the fuck? A five-year plan to stop sexually abusing the patients. How about don't fucking touch the disabled children? It's that right? easy. New York. <laughs> Ridiculous. So they do it for two years. And then they give up. And then Geraldo Rivera comes in 1972. That's seven years after Bobby Kennedy shows up. Oh, my God. And he does an expose, which ends up winning him the Peabody Award. And I can't believe that Geraldo Rivera has a Peabody Award. Wait for it. Not only does he have a Peabody Award, 
In the 1970s, he, after doing this, he held a benefit concert with John Lennon. Um, he was the attorney for the Puerto Rican activist group, the Young Lords, and he is also part of the broadcast of the first um, mention of AIDS in the U.S. on TV. Wow. Like, he was a really decent person. Like, what happened to him? And then he works for Fox News. Fox News now. What? And now he's just, like, a racist mustache. Yes! Exactly! <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, my God. It was awful. <laughs> but he did decent at one point, and his Peabody um, expose led to the passing of development developmental disabilities assistant and bill of rights act and the civil rights of the institutionalized persons act which then led to the americans disabilities act so he passed a bunch of legislation and that's now why all of our curbs have ramps oh yeah nice yeah i thought you that's you had the kind of rhythm of method man like m-e-t-h-o-d man m-e-t-h-o-d man (laughs) I love that you said that. I was listening to Method Man this morning, like right when I rolled into Beverly Hills. And I was like, this is so oxymoronic. Is that the word I want? Where it's just like so different. Like I'm rolling into Beverly Hills rocking Method Man. Like, this is cool. This is going to be a good day. <laughs> I love all the lyrics. Like, that's maybe one of my favorite raps of all time. Oh, so, we sang, man. So, all of this, sorry, leads to the shutdown of school in 1987. Okay. And that is also the same year that Jennifer Schwager goes missing. All right, Staten Island kids are told the story of Cropsey in relation to the Willowbrook State School, which is what I just described. And so they're told that if you, like, walk too close to the school, then Cropsey's going to come out and drag you into the tunnels that are underneath. And, like, geez, kind of like Pennywise-ish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's what they grew up knowing as an urban legend. But then Jennifer, we're just going to call her Jennifer from here on out, uh, goes missing in 1987. She's 12 years old Aww. and she has Down syndrome. Aww. And she's last seen walking near her house. Her parents were missing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, everyone starts searching for her. Uh, the la- Witnesses report seeing her with a guy that meets Rand's like, description. Oh, there's a guy named Andre Rand. Did I, I mention him yet? No, no, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> they described seeing uh, Jennifer with a guy named Andre Rand, and they say that he was on a green girl's bike. So then the cops are like, okay, that's like very obvious. And they find out this, this guy, Andre Rand, like admits to being near her or whatever that day. Okay. So her whole, everyone's searching, right? And it's, like, the entire community because Staten Island's, like, apparently really close, right? And so they're searching over everything, and they, like, especially focus on the school. Mm-hmm. And they find nothing. And then they address Andre Rand, and he's in jail. And then they find her body in a very shallow grave. Mm-hmm. Like, something doesn't add up there. Jeez. Yeah. I do have to say I love your Staten Island quotes that <laughs> you were, like, Apparently, everyone is very close there, this is, which is not true. There are great communities. Did you know that Staten Island is actually bigger than the island of Manhattan? No. I could see that. There's yeah. a lot of farms on it. 
There's a a lot of, there's farms, there's um, trash, there's (laughs) bodies, both bodies, lots of, there's like different, there's like multiple towns, like there's several towns. Thank oh, you. Well, <laughs> Thank you for coming to high geography. <laughs> you there might have thought there are towns on this town. There are several. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them. Unlike other places in America where there are no towns. No towns. <laughs> back to her sad story (laughs) Um, so yeah her body's found in a shallow grave on the willowbrook state school ground so ran is arrested he was well he was in jail and then they let him out on bail and or maybe they just like don't hold him or whatever anyways he's arrested uh eventually goes to trial he has a prior uh indecent exposure charge against him from uh exposing himself to a nine-year-old child yeah Um, yeah and he, like, just looks like – I'll post pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. He just looks like a criminal. Like, he – well, actually, he kind of looks like um, a Smurf mixed oh. with a criminal. Yeah. The whole time you're talking, I've just been picturing <laughs> Filch from Harry Potter. <laughs> that's kind of, No, that's nothing what he looks like. He yeah, looks like, it kind of is. No, he looks like a cartoon character. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's been a – Man, I cried towards Is Filch okay. the groundskeeper? Yeah. Maybe that's why. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hagrid's the game, groundskeeper. Oh, right. What does Filch yeah. do? No, Filch is the... He's the watchman. Caretaker or something. Yes, caretaker. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He, st- he keeps the grounds of the castle, and Hagrid keeps the outside. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So he's arrested. Jesus. Oh, he looks like a criminal that looks like a cartoon that looks like a smurf. That okay. looks like a no. Um, okay. <laughs> but he also is like, so he's a homeless person and he's like, you know, um, what's that called when you like vagabonds? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like in his like perp walk when they like arrest him, he's like drooling out of his, he just looks, like criminal, whatever. So everyone's like, great, you're a fucking asshole. They convict him on <laughs> kidnapping, um, but they can't agree that the murder happened, especially because like the time frame of when they found the body. Um, but he's still sentenced to 25 years. So fast forward like 20 years, he's set to be paroled mm-hmm. and the town's like freaking out about it. So I don't know why it took him this long to like, decide to investigate it but they were like wait we can't have that guy come out of jail again let's see if he committed other crimes <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad they finally looked into it <laughs> so they i could see it. the staten island cops being like yeah so it's been like 25 years now i feel like it's time we see if he's done some other things some other crimes what are you done did he steal an ice cream cone let me know that's exactly it. Thank you for your on-spot um, impression. I know. <laughs> and accent this evening. Okay. So I look back, and at one point, they, like, have 30 
unsolved like uh missing children's cases that they like think he sounds high yeah think he might be connected to um they narrow it down to four five they narrow it down to five um which are most of these ones are children with like learning disabilities or mental Mm -hmm. or intellectual disabilities that have gone missing okay so the first is holly ann hughes and she goes missing like six years before the other girl um she was seven years old Mm -hmm. and she was so she goes missing so it's kind of bizarre because okay so I guess her family doesn't remember what happened, like why she was out. That's not okay. Yeah, beforehand. But the guy, okay, so she goes out and she ran admits to playing hide and go seek with her, which is just like a very bizarre Mm -hmm. concept. And then he tells her, he gives her 37 cents and is like, you're dirty, go buy a bar of soap which is like the weirdest interaction that you could have yeah. with a, like an adult man like <laughs> let's play hide and seek and then here's some money to buy soap wash up very bizarre so the store clerk remembers holly coming in and trying to buy the bar of soap but she was a nickel short and so she and the store owner doesn't give it to her which is like the seven-year-old child wow. <laughs> and that's the last time holly's seen um alive and what's weird is there's another witness from that day that like and this is also why like they should have investigated this at the time and not 20 years later but there's another witness that remembers her mom like telling her to go buy a bar of soap and then she remembers going to the store and she's like older and she remembers going to the store and being a nickel short and like the exact same story but she remembers it happening to her weird which is like such a bizarre you know like you think like I could see you get confused about like, oh, did this happen to this girl or that like a stranger? But like, how do you not know whether something happened to you or a stranger? Like, I don't know. That's very bizarre to me. But that's weird. Anyways, Rand admits to interacting with her. Um, witnesses see his. He has a thing for green um, modes of transportation. He has a green uh, bug, <laughs> and and it's a bug. And it's a bug. It's the serial killer car. The serial killer car. And they see that, like, on the road. And then he's also uh, – the day she goes missing. And then he has, like, a bunch of little campsites. And so one of them is actually at the Willowbrook School in the tunnels, which is creepy. And then there's, like, a couple – and there's one in a graveyard. There's one in the a forest. Graveyard. It's, like, literally the, all the places you should not go. And one of them, the graveyard one, is half a mile from Polly's house. So mm-hmm. eventually that – they take that to trial and it's the same situation um, where they convict him of kidnapping, but they don't convict him of murder. And this time it's even harder because there's no body. Mm-hmm. Um, so right when he was about to get out, they then sentence him to another 25 to life. Um, and so he's not due for parole until 2037, I think, So which in which case he will be 95. So he's not getting out. But here's some other people he might have killed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so the other four are Alice Herrera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Per- Herrera. No, there aren't that many R's, but oh. it's like pair. The E I together yeah. is like whatever. Whatever. Alice, um, Louise. Uh, this girl's name I can't pronounce, so I'm going to say. Oh, but yeah. she went by Ty. Oh, okay. Jackson. 
and Henry Garofalo. 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 Gaforio. He goes by Hank. <laughs> um, okay, so there's so they also are uh, four children that goes that go missing. With Hank, uh, he's last seen with Rand at a diner. And Hank's the only one that's not a kid. He's 21, but he has an IQ of 70. So he would have been like the same level as a 14-year-old. Right, okay. So he's last seen with Rand at a diner and then is never seen from again. And he is – he lives like a block away – or not a block, longer than that. He lives close to Holly. Oh, and in the like TV coverage of Holly's disappearance, you can see him in the background of like Whoa. numerous shots, like uh, looking for her, and then he ends up becoming a victim. Shit! This is yeah, this is very it like. Yeah. Shit! It's, it's crazy. So yeah, so that's that one. Ty for Ty, she lives in like Section Eight housing, and Ran is a uh, maintenance worker there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's last seen by her brother who sends her out to buy uh, fried chicken for the family. She's like seven. <laughs> that sounds good. But like, why are you sending your children, children on errands? Like, not only are you not taking them with you, but you're having them do the seventies are just like it's fucking wild. They're yeah. They, they need to go oh, to jail. She's 10 years old. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well now she can go buy chicken wings alone. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, oh. My mom has, my mom grew up in, um, Brooklyn and my grandparents are always you know like they're they're good parents and they like they would just let my mom like go wherever oh you you can and that was in the 70s and they lived in like not the best area and like fucking 70s shit shit happened all the time and you just kind of were like boop boop go to school if I die oh well (laughs) oh my god and now it's like that again but like school shooting wise yeah Fucking twisted. Like, stay out of there. Mm-hmm. Don't go to school, kids. Never. Oh my god. Don't. Tune in, drop out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And I think that's all I have about the kids. Like there's some other ones. Oh, there's sorry, like I named them all, but um there's another one. Where the girl lives in a building that Andre Rand's aunt lives in, and he's visiting his aunt on the day that she goes missing. So, like, just all these like a lot of a lot of like circumstantial, exactly. And they know they don't have any physical evidence or anything like that. They have a bunch of circumstantial. Well, it makes it really hard if you don't have the body. Yeah, exactly. So that is nothing. That was a good story. Oh, I have two little fun snippets. Oh, snippets. Okay. So, so Rand's like, we're kind of, I think, 90% sure he did it. Um, and he's in jail, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> but here are two kind of like fun stories. Not fun. One's interesting, one's fun. Um, so, okay. So, a little bit. So, he grew up. Oh, and this is this is another reason why I think he did it is that his mom was in a mental institution when he was growing up, mm-hmm. and so he like saw that and was exposed to that. And he also was an orderly at the um, state school, which we right, yeah. So he's like been 
around all these people that have mental and like intellectual disabilities and the majority of the children <laughs> that were kidnapped have like down syndrome or the IQ of a seven, like a seven, 70 IQ of a 14 year old, <laughs> whatever. So he, okay. So when he gets out of jail for the first, there's like a little short time he gets out of jail for the first kidnapping before he's convicted of the other. And the police can't hold him on anything because they, like, set bail or whatever. But they decide to monitor him. So they this reverend, like, volunteers to take him in and have his, like, whole house wired and all of that so he they can catch him. Jeez. But, like, part of the deal is that he can't tell anyone, like, why he's doing it, so, you know, in case they warn whatever. So, like, the whole town turns against him because he's, like, taking in this, convicted child kidnapper or whatever but he's actually trying to help the state which is really sad and even once people know like after the fact it's like so much they so awful they moved to pennsylvania oh yeah i mean pennsylvania is good but that's sad that they had to move Honestly, um, there's so many stories like that where, like, no one believes the person, everyone hates them, everyone's – and then finally it comes out that they were yeah. doing the right thing, or that, that, you know, everybody actually, like, really loves them. And it's like, you know what? Show appreciation to people while they're housing murderers and yeah. kidnappers. Okay? Don't be an asshole. <laughs> Don't be an asshole about it. They're probably wired and mic'd and helping – Assume they're part of a sting operation. Assume everyone is part of a sting operation, including your drug dealer. We are all part of the sting operation called life. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Okay. So that's fucked up. That's the thing that happened. But it helped eventually get him convicted of the kidnapping charge. And the reverend said that Andre confessed to him that he killed Holly. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the reverend also didn't really make for a reliable witness because he also honestly thought that the devil was inside Andre Rand and oh. like they just had to get the devil out. What's that called when you get exorcism? exorcism. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they just had to do that and then this guy would be fine. So did they try it? They did, but just just the kidnapping was gone. Was had. Oh, did you try the exorcism? Yeah. I thought you meant did they like try the case with this? Oh, <laughs> I yeah, no, I meant the exorcism, and I was like, well, it didn't work. If he's still kidnapping. How <laughs> they tried it? I would um, love. How much is an exorcism? I would love for someone to do one on me. It's like really hard to get one because you. Yeah, the, you get a priest. It has to. Well, doesn't it have to be approved by like the pope? Yeah, or at least a bishop yeah, or something. Yeah, it has to be approved by the archbishop of your area or whatever. So <laughs> Rand's only other conviction prior to these uh, kidnappings and the indecent exposure was um, actually another kidnapping, but like a very lighthearted one. Oh, oh right. <laughs> if there can be such a thing, um, a kidnapping for the ages. <laughs> A fun romp through the woods. On a bus. Um, On a bus. So there's a documentary called Cropsy that, like, details this and where I got a ton of information. And you should watch it just for this segment because basically what happened is Rand rolled up in a bus to a YMCA and was like, hey, kids, do you want to, like, go on an adventure? And they were like, yeah. And they, like, all got in this bus. (laughs) And they were like told that they were take, being taken to like the floor, like to go hiking or something or like a, so I would never get on a bus to go to 
<laughs> but they end up at like Newark Airport. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, so they go to like Newark Airport and like the the guy telling the story is like 20 years later or whatever. So he's like 30 now, but he's describing it when he's like 10 or whatever. And he was like, yeah, we didn't have any idea we were getting kidnapped. Like, it was a lot of fun. And, like, we, <laughs> like I'd never been to the airport. And then we went to a park and played hide-and-go-seek because apparently that's the that's thing. thing. He's like, we played hide-and-go-seek in the pitch dark. It was, like, we oh had no idea. <laughs> it was, like, weird old man who you're not related to. So that shows you what Staten Island's like, that the YMCA – Kids are ecstatic when they get kidnapped and taken to Newark Airport. (laughs) Honestly, it was the best fucking night of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Got taken to Newark Airport by this fucking guy, and we played hide and seek. We smoked cigars. It was awesome. (laughs) I'm seven. (laughs) Can you say I'm I'm seven? Oh I thought you said I'm in heaven. That's even better. No. <laughs> I feel like whenever I meet a kid from Staten Island, they all have like the heavy accent and they're yeah. they're like so overly precocious. Yeah. And that's when I fucked him up. And you're like, what? You're five. <laughs> that's like there's a scene in um Broad City when they're trying to get to the airport. And so that little boy drives his dad's cab. He's like, I don't know, maybe a tween at most. And he asked them to go to the school dance with him or something. I don't know. He, they're like, and they're both like, no, sorry. Like we're older, but like, you'll, you know, you'll have plenty of like girlfriends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they mention, I don't know what she, it comes to sex somehow. And he's like, oh, I've had sex. Look <laughs> at all my sex bracelets. And they're just like, kids are terrifying. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> Guys, I have high cholesterol. Do you realize that's a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Well, like for us, we're so young. A lot of people have high cholesterol. I found my mom has high cholesterol. And like you would never think that my mom does triathlons. So I felt a lot better about it. Well, that's the common misconception that people think health and how skinny you are. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I mean, just her heart, though, because she has a really healthy heart. Like, she has. I mean, I believe it. Of like her resting pulse is like forty or something. I don't know. I don't know what it should be. Mine's like (laughs) ninety or fifty or sixty. Oh yeah, her resting pulse is so low that at one point, like, her doctor. I think it's her resting pulse. Maybe it's her blood pressure. But anyways, it's so low that like at one point her doctor was like, huh. She was like, what? Like, what, do I have bad numbers? And he was like, well, you should – technically, you're, like, in shock right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And he's That's like, like, feel okay? And she was like, yeah. And he's like, I guess this is normal. <laughs> oh, my God, Susie. Yeah, but she has high cholesterol. When I was, like, really – before they put me on the anxiety medication, my heart rate was, like, always over, like, one – like, 16. Yeah. Just like constantly, constantly, like all the time. I'm like, it's no wonder. Like now it's still like pretty high. Yeah. No, mine's People- at like, I think that's really interesting because yeah, I think my mind, mine's at like 80 or 90. And one, I'm sure that's because I smoke cigarettes and have, but also like probably my anxiety. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure a bunch of the like gut issues that I have are all like, yeah. 
Anxiety. Mm-hmm. My dad claimed, like, swear he had cancer twice and he swears he got it from stress. Oh, I believe that. Oh my God. I saw that thinking too much can lead to like early death. And I oh, was like, absolutely. I was like, great. All I have to do is keep thinking. <laughs> I'll be gone soon enough. I'll be gone soon enough. So, uh, you know the drill. Follow us on, okay, our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all at High Crime Pod. Yep. And don't, don't make the mistake. It's not High Crime Pod. It's High Crime Pod. High as in hello. It's high as in drugs. Or like and, a high crime rate. Oh, yeah. 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 It's and, like a GH if you didn't get that. I think they got it. <laughs> um, our website is highcrimepod.com. And please keep giving us five-star reviews on Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Can you give five-star reviews? I don't know, but <laughs> Apple is the one where, like, if you get – if you have good numbers, they, like, will put you on the, like, new and noteworthy or whatever. We have to have followers on Spotify to get on that. Oh. Follow us on Spotify. Okay. All right. Anyway. Later, Later <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> I was worried that you were, we were going in a circle because you didn't do it. So that's why I started. Okay. Three, two, one. Later, Later buds. buds. (laughs) A circle's round. It has no end. That's how long we want to be your friend. Oh, I've never heard that. Oh, really? It was a Girl Scout song. Girl Scout song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We love friends. Bye.